Hey everyone, and welcome to Mountain Made with Jess. This is your host, Jess Kissling, and thank you guys so much for joining me today. I hope you guys are having a fantastic week, have a fantastic weekend for the 4th of July planned, and hope you all stay safe, have a lot of fun, and enjoy this amazing, amazing country living. You guys, today I have an incredible guest for you. Her name is Mara. She is one of my really, really close friends. I met her probably two years ago, and she's just become an amazing, amazing friend. She talks about her life as a mom of four beautiful girls all under the age of five and different avenues of work that she has done, different hobbies that she has. She talks about life as as a mom and some of the challenges, but also the joys. She's incredible. Hopefully you guys enjoy this conversation as much as I did. We'll just jump right into it. So hey everybody, welcome to today's episode. We have Mara with us. I love her so much. She is one of my <laughs> best friends now and we met a few years ago and I've just grown to love her more and more and more. So Mara, do you want to tell everybody a little bit about you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I am born and raised in Idaho from Bear Lake and, um, graduated high school and then came over to Cache Valley to go to school for graphic design. I've always loved art and all things kind of DIY, builds your hands. So went into graphic design and then kind of switched my mind, played around a little bit, jumped around to like vet school and a bunch of other things, just, you know, in your early twenties, as you just jump around like crazy. Um, met my husband and had four little ones really, really quickly. So quickly. <laughs> had, had, um, uh, four little girls in 2018, 2019, and then twins in 2020. So those were some wild <laughs> years that I don't remember much of, but they were good. They were good. Um, now we're just, we're just rocking the parent life. We're trying to do multiple businesses and raise these girls and just, yeah. You can ask in life, man. Trying to, yeah, <laughs> trying to, for sure. And you do it with such grace and like your, your reels and your humor and (laughs) you do an incredible therapy. (laughs) I love it. That's my therapy, but I, you're sweet. I, I will full blown admit it is a, it is a circus. Like there's no if, ands or buts. It's, it's a circus here. And it's just so funny because I grew up thinking, well, I grew up and thought, okay, I'm going to have all boys. I'm a, I'm a tomboy growing up and I like you know, the mud and the dirt and going out. And so I'm going to have all boys. And I think the first set are going to be a set of twins boys. And so I just, in my head, that was it. I thought that was it. And then I have all girls and the last set are twins. So my mom intuition is completely backwards. <laughs> I don't trust it at all because it's backwards, but I appreciate that we're, we wing it and it works. We get there. So, and they're so cute. Your girls are you. just adorable. And Thank you. You're cute. Your marriage is just, you guys are the epitome of like sweet, but like fun and, (laughs) and like deep too. like you get each other and you have that deep relationship that I just love. So it's it's so cool. We have a good balance. We have a a good balance. He's smooth out the rough edges and he pushes me to (laughs) speak my mind and (laughs) have a little more 
a little more confrontation because I'm not a confrontational person, but he's, it's good. We have a good balance going. So yeah. <laughs> you guys are good. You guys are some great people. Um, so meeting you was like, life is wild. How I've met some incredible people, some like really different ways. <laughs> so I met you at the lion's den in what was it? 20, uh, 21? Was it 21. Yeah. It was 2021. Yeah. And I believe Eric came up and said something to me first. And then I got to meet you. And uh-huh. ever since it's like, it's like, I love this lady. Like, <laughs> I love her. And it's yeah. weird how you can sense that from like, and you know, what's really weird. I don't know if I ever told you this. So when I was in the parking lot waiting to go in, you guys parked like probably four or five um, spots away from me. And okay. I remember you guys getting out of the vehicle and like walking in. And I was like, they are adorable. Like, <laughs> it, like oh, she is gorgeous. Like, I believe he even opened your door and like, you guys were just walking in together. And I was like, yeah. oh, I love them. <laughs> and it sounds great. crazy now because it's like, like meeting you guys and like becoming yeah. friends and like going to yeah. your house and meeting your kids. Like mm-hmm. it's grown into this friendship that it's like out of what over 500 people I saw you guys very first that's true that's very true that's so funny <laughs> it's crazy how you can just like get a vibe from somebody and you're just like I don't know you kind of if you hear like the term kindred spirits because you're just like we are supposed to meet we were supposed to meet we were supposed to become friends we were supposed to have these experiences together and just yep. grow together I think yeah for sure for sure for sure it's been cool. And then you attended my retreat in Park City and I got to know you even better and see you like yeah. um just more. I don't it was really cool seeing like moms, especially younger girls, or I guess younger kids, you girls, but younger kids like just kind of fall back into like them instead of like oh, yeah. mom mode. <laughs> yes. It's it hard. Was, yeah. It's hard to come out of it, but it was so nice. That was awesome. Yeah. That was so yeah. fun. It was, it was fun to get to know you better and see you like unleash and just laugh and have fun. And like, I I love getting to know you better. And then just meeting up with you, like random times, I guess it's what always in October, we figured out (laughs) in October. It's so funny. No, wait, was it October? No, it was, it was was barely May or June, we were like always, always getting together. May or June, we were always getting together. Cause it was just barely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's gotta be May. Yeah. Yeah, May. Anyway, my mind is off today, October. <laughs> what am I thinking? We just need to move in October too. <laughs> we should. We definitely should. We should. Um, so I want to talk to you a little bit about so you have a lot of I mean, you have a lot going on with your littles. You guys have, like you mentioned, businesses. Mm-hmm. Um of smoke and ash. I want to talk about that a little bit because I got to see in person some of your incredible artistic skills. And then you oh, made me yeah. bookmarks. She did incredible ones for our last retreat in Moab that are just beautiful. Okay. I want to ask, like, how did you come up with like starting to do that type of art? Um, so when I first started dating Eric, he had um an old dog that he had when he was like 11. So like his name was Timber and Timber was like, I don't even know, 14 or 15. It was, he was so, so old when um, we started dating. And then after a couple of years, he kind of slowly deteriorated to where we knew he was going to have to be put down. So 
Eric's had this dog like most of his life. And, and, um, when he passed away, I was searching, 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 trying to find something that I could do to like give him a piece of timber. And, um, I had done drawing, like I, like I said, I've always been into art. I've always done like the, the creative style stuff is always, I kind of drawn to that, but, um, I didn't want to just like sketch or draw or something like that, but I saw, um, in, I think Hobby Lobby one time, like a wood burning pen. And it was like, looked pretty easy. Kind of like you could just burn into any piece of wood. I'm like, that'd be really cool. And his name's Timber. And I found a really cute, um, it's kind of, it's like a heartbreaking poem, but a super sweet poem about a little boy and a dog that kind of go through this journey together. And the dog's right by his side through all these trials and all these things he grows up in. And then when the dog passes, um, the little boy sees him on the other side waiting for him all these years later. And it's like this super sweet poem that Aww. makes you cry. So I burned the poem into a piece of wood and then I flipped it over and burned um, Timber's portrait into, into this piece of wood and gave it to Eric as a gift. And it was super, super fun and super like sentimental kind of to give him that, but also was like, it just kind of caught on for me. I was like, this is so fun. The smells like makes yeah. the whole house smell like so yummy and great, but also it was just like something new. And I really am learning as I get older that like, I love a challenge. So anything that pushes me to, to try something out of my comfort zone. And I mean, I don't, I definitely don't like being bad at something. So I kind of get like a little hyper-focused on a new yeah hobby or new style and I just I go for it and I just can't stop until I get better and better so I really liked the the wood burning and I kind of started doing that a little bit more and more and then um Eric noticed and got me like an even better nicer pen with more anyway features and tools and I started doing it on Instagram and reached out to a lady on Instagram that had like this famous dog page with um all these German shepherds that um looked amazing like her photography for, with them was just they were awesome so I'm like I want to burn one of your dogs is that okay please one of your photos and she's like yeah that's great and then when I got done with it she loved it so much that I just mailed it out to her oh. and um she ordered more for the rest of the dogs and so we've been working on those I still have actually a couple more I'm doing for her that we're finishing up right now and so it's kind of just taken off the more videos I posted the more people were reaching out to me and letting me know that they love the work or they had a dog just passed away and that's what a majority of my work has been is um just like preserving a memorial for a passed away animal so I've done dogs and cats I did a, a horse one last year that was huge and it was a big project but it was so much fun and um they were all animals that had passed away and people were like I just need something to run them by so it's been so fun it's been really it turned into something really special where like the first one was for Eric and these, all these other ones have just been for projects that mean a lot to people. So I, it's a lot of pressure cause I want to get it right. Yeah. But it's also like so fun to, to give them something that they'll treasure forever. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's, that's incredible. Fun. I love that. Yeah. I, love, I love how it started with Eric and then it's like evolved to be so meaningful and sentimental. Yeah to these people as well. Like, it's not just a piece of art in somebody's mm -hmm. living room, which don't get me wrong. That's cool. It's cool to have pieces, but something like that, that can mean something and you mm -hmm. can preserve that for them and then be, oh, sure. be through that with it. That's just incredible. And the pieces that I've seen you've done are like incredible. No, you're sweet. Thank you. No, I'm, you're super talented. And 
I don't know if you quite know that yet, but you're very talented. It's super fun. It's definitely a challenge. It's like one of those things where you're like, I have to get this right because there's no erasing. Like there is a little bit of like you could sand away if it's a small mistake, but if it's a a big mistake with a really hot pen, there's no going back. And so it, it took a lot of practice pieces, a lot of practice pieces. Like I do believe that like the more you practice at anything, you're going to get better because yeah. it's, yeah, but it's, it is fun. It's a lot of fun. I've actually, I'm kind of brainstorming for the next year to do like choreography classes and have people come over and do like a, a class and teach people and they get to take a piece home with them that they burned. But anyway, so yeah, it's in the works. Okay. So we can't not talk about this patent and invention that you came <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Another, another venture. I don't, I kind of am like realizing I have like this, I I don't want to say like shiny object syndrome, but I I have to have (laughs) all of these going at once. I love being a mom. I love being a wife and a mom. And I think those are like my greatest achievements, greatest joys. But I just, I love having different things that keep my interest and and that are just for me. Right. So the patent thing was kind of a combination. It was like in the trenches of a newborn and toddler. I'd had my first one, Malia, at, um, in 2018, I'd had her. And this was like, uh, a toddler that was like a year and a half and like a newborn. And it just is, those nights are long and rough. Yeah. And, um, it's kind of like the aha inventor moment where you're like, I need this problem fixed. And I know there's, there's gotta be something other to fix it. And it was, Haven was so attached to the binky, but she wanted it to be, um, always in her mouth and so she would just wake up you know 10 20 times a night just to have the binky put back in or she switched her nights and her days for quite a while so she was awake all night long and asleep in the day so I knew if I just stayed up with her and just held a toy or something she could reach and grab with that it's like zero to four they have that eight to twelve inch eyesight that has to be right there so I'm like if I just hold something dang in front of her or a binky right in front of her that she could grab a hold of and and play with her pool or be able to have the binky close by, it would be great. So I'm like researching at like two or 3am trying to figure out how there's got to be a product out there that helps with this. Cause there's hundreds of thousands of moms out there and they're all probably going through the same struggle. Yeah. Yeah. And I couldn't do anything. I was literally searching everywhere for something to help. And I'm like, this is easy. Like I could figure this out. I could <laughs> I like make shift. Yeah. I could <laughs> make shift something to work for her. And, um, anyway, so I just started sketching. I started sketching it out in the middle of the night and then reached out to a, um, like a product designer, a web, de- a web designer that could kind of give me more of like the exact specimen stuff on the, on the computer. So if I went to a manufacturer, I'd give them that yeah. and so got a 3d print of it. And then my twins all through, this is all through a lot of months of trying and failing and trying and failing. But anyway, so we got a 3d print made. And then my twins were, were born and brought home and, um, I practiced, I had like actual test subjects to practice on cause I had <laughs> numerous, you know. and my twins actually were on, um, oxygen and like heart monitors and all these like 10, like tons and tons of wires. So there's two of them. There's wires everywhere. They had to be separated or they tangle into each other's wires and their own self, you know, they get tangled in these cords and wire it was just such a mess so the the baby product that I made was supposed to be holding a binky or toys above the baby's crib or high chair or car seat or wherever mom goes it goes and it was kind of like mom's third arm because you're always like I have so many things to do I've seen the third arm to just hold this this toy this binky so 
instead of picking the pinky up a thousand times or the toys, whatever, this just clamped to anywhere you were. And then it kind of just held the binky or the toys or the little teethers. I mean, really it's can work for anything, but then when the twins came home, I used it for keeping the cords out of the baby's hands. So when she'd, you know, reach around, she wasn't getting wrapped up in cords. Um, we held it to prop bottles. I mean, like there were so many different things we had help with. So it actually came in handy a lot. It's actually saved my butt way more than I probably even realized. And I, I always think to myself, you get the imposter syndrome where like, nobody's going to want this. Nobody's going to need this. But then it, it was saving me. And I'm like, okay, if it's going to help me, it's going to help someone else. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Eric's like, well, before we go live with this, like, I think, you know, we need to, we need to make sure it's, it's patented or covered. And I'm researching, researching and finding out all these um, patents are just like thousands and thousands of dollars. And I'm like, there's got to be a better way to do this. And so I, I stumbled upon the Mikasa program, which is through um, the United States Post, um, Patent Office, but they don't advertise, I don't know if it's a newer program or if they just don't advertise a lot because I'd never heard of it. But anyway, it's a, a pro bono program that you can apply with. And it's like, if you make under a certain number for each bracket, um, depending on how far you want to go, you can apply, it's like $50 for the application. You can apply and kind of tell them about your product, a little backstory. And if there's a lawyer that's in this, you know, city or state that wants to do a pro bono with you, they'll, they'll reach out to you. And so I'm like, Eric, I'm going to, I'm just going to risk it. Let's just, it's 50 bucks. If we waste it, we yeah. waste it. Like, okay. And, um, they said we probably wouldn't hear back from anyone until like three to six months, but it was only a couple weeks later we had a lawyer reach out and um, he was here in Utah. And I told my story about being a young mom and this, this uh, product with the twins. And um, it just happened that he had went to school at Utah state and he also had twins. So like this story kind of. Yeah. With each other. And so he's reached out and was like, yeah, let's do it. I'll totally I'll do it with you. Let's get it going. And like, it, it's been so smooth. It's kind of thrown me off because it's, it's too, like too, too good to be true. And Eric have been like, is this real? Like there's a lot of scams out there these days. Like, is this legit? Yeah. So it's been awesome. Like he helped us all through. And actually it, you can apply multiple times. Cause like we, we send it in and you have all these claims to the product so that if it gets, you know, copied, you can fight it. And, um, it got denied the first time. And I was like, so discouraged, so sad. I'm like, okay, this is it. This is my sign. Like I need to benefit. And then he reached out and he was like, it, he was, I think he was on vacation or something's happened that there was a week that he couldn't get back to me. So I got the letter that said it was rejected. Super, super discouraged. Like, oh my gosh, all this work, all this time, all this effort. And then he was gone for a week. So I didn't hear back from him. So I'm like, I took that as like, well, we tried and yeah. he's not back to you ever again. <laughs> and then he called me the following Monday. He's like, no, like we can totally reapply. Like that happens sometimes where they reject it and you can, you can reapply and say, I need you to take another look at this. I think we have something here. And so anyway, so we reapplied and got granted all 20 um, titles, which is a lot of, a lot of claims to the product. So it was awesome. It was super That's good. So and that cool. was in the, in the early stages of finding manufacturers to bring it to life for real and get it to moms everywhere. So incredible. <laughs> okay. So do you have a name? Oh yeah. Sorry. Um, well, I, I bounced around for a long time and I was, I was kind of like, what do I do? What do I call it for moms who are juggling babies and toddlers? Like there's, there's gotta be a name that would make sense. And so we've been calling it juggle tot because I think juggling toddlers and babies are hard. So juggle tot has been the baby name that we've said. And like, 
the actual product would be like the baby bobber is what we, we've patented as is a baby bobber because it kind of just bobs where the baby goes and bobs above, above their face it's got a gooseneck on it so you can kind of manipulate it and um like i have all the 3d prints of like each stage that we went for so this is like one of the first originals that i used to my twins so like just clamps to like whatever you're using and oh, then cool. this has like it can hold the binky you can hold like the little teether put fruit and like frozen breast milk in you know, I, there's so many so That's many uses. so cool it's yeah it's been so fun i need to i need to push that harder because i'm like it's still on the you still get scared i'm like now that it's patented i'm like way more like this could go way big yeah. but yeah that's incredible, so friend. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. It's another venture. I just, we can't take one. And you push through. Like most people would be like, oh, it's a cool idea. It'd be cool. Yeah. And then just, mm -hmm. it's just another idea. But you followed through with it. You truly know that like mothers need this. <laughs> yeah. I definitely, it's definitely like a, I need some kind of sanity to help with this. And so it got us by. And then I'm like, this could really be useful and when when we actually got the call like what was it a month or two ago that we got a phone call like we didn't ask the news or anything like that when they called us like they called eric at work because for some reason they couldn't find my number so they were researching like one of the fox 13 news guys was talking to utah um not utah state but u of u about their program and wanting to push it and he just saw my name and he's like saw that I was a mom. It was a baby product of Mother's Day was coming up. So he, I guess, found Eric's number on the internet and like called okay. Eric at work and said, we want to interview you. And he's like, yeah, this is a scam. <laughs> and he's like, no, this is legit. Like we're fun to find Mara and we want to interview. And he's like, okay, well I'll give you, or I'll give her your number and we'll see if she reaches out. So he, he gave me this stuff and I called him and it was, it was real, but like, it was so random. So yeah, it was, it was fun to do. And that kind of made it more, I guess, official that yeah, I got patent in the mail and then he did the interview. So yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it's so cool. That's when I saw that on online. I was like, holy crap. <laughs> I know. I know this girl. <laughs> my, yeah, my dad was, he's so funny. He's the proud dad that's literally showing everybody at work. He's like, I sent it to everybody. I know all my, all my bosses, all my friends. All my, and he's, I love he's my, he's my inventor. He's the, the makeshift of anything. So that's, I get the inventor bug from him because okay. he likes to, yeah, oh yeah. He Very can cool. fix make anything. Yeah. Very cool. That's I remember when my little one was a baby. I remember thinking they need to make glow in the dark binkies because uh, yeah. you get up and you can't see anything. And I just kind of was like, it'd be cool, but I'm sure they have them. Didn't ever think much about it. Looked a little bit and couldn't find one. And then like three years later, I'm like, oh, there's glow in the dark binkies. <laughs> I should have went somewhere with that. But oh yeah. One of my friends. Somebody, I did that and said the same thing. She's like, you know, everybody hates the buttons and the snaps on babies onesies and sleepers. Like, why don't they make anything Velcro like that? The baby's Velcro sleepers are Velcro like onesies and like just so it's like easy on and off. I'm like, you might have something there, but <laughs> yeah, there's so many things that even nowadays I look at with babies and there's so many things that are new that I'm like, holy, yeah. God, that oh, would yeah. be a game changer. That's <laughs> so, true. Yeah, thank That's goodness true. for people like you that actually like push. <laughs> <laughs> well definitely when you're at your I don't want to say lowest but at your most stressed that you're like I know I can fix this problem I know there's something to help and if there's not I'm gonna make this yeah yeah for sure I love it I love that you have like 
I don't want to, you have this faith in yourself though. You built that trust with you. And (laughs) that's a little deeper than like we've been talking, but you've built that trust with like your art with, because you do other art stuff too. It's not just the wood burning. And then this new patent thing and your businesses that you're doing with everything else, you're just like, you shine and oh, <laughs> nice, definitely shine. I, I guess that's a good way of putting it. I did never think trusting in myself, but I, I definitely have those days where you're like, what am I doing? Like I have the days where you're like, this is amazing. I yeah. feel great. And everything's going exactly how I want. And then there's days you're like, I'm walking away from it all. I'm just like, I'm just going to curl up in a while. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like everybody has like, those days, but yeah, it's definitely been a lot of learning about myself and what I, what I actually want, what I actually want to do. And, and yeah, I do think like we've talked a lot about before, just, you don't have to just, I think I always thought if you're a mom, like you just have to be a mom and you can't do all these other things, but like, yeah, I think if you put your mind to it and you have a passion, why not chase it and follow it? And I mean, you don't have to put it on the back burner. It should be something that you can, you can do. Yeah. yeah anytime. You anytime. literally just rolled into the next thing I wanted to talk about. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> You, you like lined it up perfectly, which is, do you think, and from what I've seen, there is a lot of incredible moms that are out, you know, chasing their passions and doing things. Mm -hmm. But do you think that that was something that came pretty natural for you? Or was it something that over time you had to kind of develop and in Um, what ways have you, I guess, found to, I don't want to say balance because balance is freaking joke in my mind right now but like spend the time with your family with your kids being a mom of legit four little ones under the age of what five yeah and still doing all these things like what's your been your experience with that I I feel like I definitely I don't know if it came natural like it definitely the the thoughts of like what I want to achieve and my passions and dreams have always been there and like having kids, I mean, you definitely, you put a pause on stuff for a minute because they're newborns, especially my first year, like I have no idea what I'm doing. And I'm like literally just trying to keep this person alive. Yeah. So yeah. it's definitely something that like, I remember it getting easy to do. And, and yeah, I, I agree. Balance is kind of crap because everybody's lifestyle is different and everyone's balance or how they, how they run stuff is, is different for everybody. It, it looks, to, and it can look different from day to day too. Like, it's not like, every day I work for two hours and I play for, you know, with the kids for four and what it's, it's different every day. And we kind of just have to have a really good ebb and flow that, that works for us and, and be able to, to kind of wing it because there's a lot of days that you just have to roll with the punches. But, um, I do remember sitting in the kitchen when the twins were born and like we brought them home. It was kind of like super rough with, like I said, the oxygen and like the heart monitors, like, the NICU they stayed in because they were born really early, um, around like 29 weeks. So they stayed in like McKitty NICU for two and a half months. And, um, the, the nurses are amazing and they have them on like a, a two hour schedule for everything. So like eating and diabetes. So when you bring them home, they're still on that schedule. So every, every two hours they're up and going. So I remember kind of, it's just like a blur, but I told, I told Eric one day as like, you know, oxygen started to, we could go without it. Yeah. I'm like, I, I'm feeling like you kind of fade into the background of just somebody's mom or somebody's wife. And I, I don't want to take away from that title because that's the greatest titles you can have, but I don't want to also forget who I am. I, I think, I think you see or hear, you know, a 
moms that put it off and, and kind of have a, a kind of a burnout when you just, you're completely devoted to every single other person. And I told her, everybody's cup in this house needs filling. And I, I can't fill everyone's cup if mine has a hole in the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. I can't fill everyone's cup. So I have to be able to fill my own cup with my, my passions and my dreams and, and self-care because I think everyone has to, well, especially moms, we just have to remember that we also matter and the things that keep us alive and basic needs are still needing to be met. So, um, it definitely was like, I don't know, it wasn't a breaking point, but it was just, I could feel, you know, myself just kind of, you can kind of just get into the groove of things where you don't worry about yourself as much or what, you know, and I, I, I told them, I really think I can have it both. I, we talked about it before because it's always been a, a saying that I don't really love where it's like, well, you can't have your cake and eat it too. And I'm like, why the hell would I buy cake if I can't eat it? Like, I don't, <laughs> that sounds silly, but really, I don't think you need to put it off. If, no. if I, you need an example, like I'm trying, I'm trying to do multiple businesses and four kids and yeah. is every day perfect? No. And is, is there a lot of craziness? Definitely. But I actually enjoy showing my girls that I can do business, showing my girls that we can have them be a part of it because it's our own businesses. We get to choose our schedule and be able to take them with us to do, you know, whatever we need to do for the, for the businesses. Um, and just have my own passions where I set aside time for myself. I just had a really hard time. Like if I wake up in the morning, it's it's the first thought I wake up and like, I'm taking some, taking care of someone else's needs. And I go to bed as I'm laying down, like I'm also taking care of someone else's needs. You kind of spiral in your own head. And I think you need to get out and be able to have your own your own time, your own space, your own freedom to, to do your thing. So I started getting up earlier than all the girls or staying up later and just being able to pick my, yeah, pick my own things to do. And that's helped a lot mentally and emotionally. And I just think, I think you can have it both. I don't think it looks perfect every day. And it, I definitely think it's different for everybody, like what their, you know, what their me time looks like, but I think everybody can can do it and should do it because it's, it's important. It's important to show your girls or your kids that you matter and that moms don't have to, you know, give, 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 and not make sure there's time for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I I see it a lot. And, and even in me, it took me a lot longer than it did you. I had, my kids were a lot older by the time I realized like, okay, I'm just literally losing myself (laughs) in everyone else. Like, not that, like you said, not that I don't love being a mom. Like I, they're my world and being a wife, like he is my world. Like they're my life, but also like I'm, I'm a human too. (laughs) They have passions. My kid have, you know, my kids have loves and things that they like to do and hobbies. And my husband has them. And it's like, why not? Like, why, why shouldn't I have those? And once I started incorporating that time and incorporating those things, it's like, I kind of like a light switch popped on and I'm like, this is possible. Like, like why did it take me so long to realize that I didn't just have to be like drowning in bottles and cleaning the house and groceries and like time for both. We have, I mean, you have to make it, you have to take it and make it a priority, but it's possible. And like you said, it's going to look different for everyone. Yeah, I do. Yeah, it does. I think it does. It kind of, it's kind of like, I was telling Eric this a, a long time ago. I'm like, I feel like you, you do let go of a person that used to be because there was someone that you were before kids. And then yeah. there's someone that you are after kids and the, and the transitions very quickly. It's like you walk into the hospital and you kind of grow up overnight because there is no other option. Like there's this newborn baby they hand you and it's like, 
you're in charge of this. Make sure it stays alive. Yeah. You know, and you're like walking out of the hospital, like somebody, somebody's got to stop me because I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm barely keeping myself alive. And they expect me to keep this <laughs> this little baby alive. So like, you do have to grow up overnight. And I do think the old version of you is it this does kind of disappear because priorities change really quickly. And like what was important to you, you know, five years ago probably isn't as, as important as it is now. And things change as you get older because goals and dreams kind of center around what do we want to do with the next year or the next five years of our lives? And what do we want to do with our kids? You know, so it's good that it changes, but I do think that that transition and that molding, it's like you completely break down to where it's just, all right, all about this one person, this little baby. And then it's building yourself up like brick by brick of like who you actually want to be. And I, I do think it takes a lot of trial and error and a lot of I don't know, learning. Cause I, I feel like I'm still learning about myself now that I'm like, I actually don't like this and I like this, but yeah, you know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. something you have to kind of prioritize. Cause if not, then it is easy to blend into the background of like, this is the everyday. And yeah, I just think putting it off is, is not something we have to choose. If we choose to do that, then, yeah. and you want to just be a mom, that's totally great. I don't, I don't want to say that it's bad just being a mom. I just think you don't ever have to put yourself on the back burner because yeah there's room and time for all. Yeah. A thousand percent. And that's, that's one thing that I'm realizing, like my kids are watching Mm -hmm. them seeing me go for things that are challenging or difficult that bring me to my knees at times. Like I don't think a lot of people see that. And I I think as humans, we don't want people to see us struggle or fail or have a hard time or have a rough day, you know, crying in Mm -hmm. the closet because today's been tough. Like, Yeah, yeah. We, we don't want people to see that, but I think we need to be more open, even just in conversations with other women or people, even our husbands, like it's always easy, but yet my kids see that too. And it took me a long time to realize that they need to see that for a while. I kind of like hid that part. Not that Mm -hmm. I would let them see every aspect of that, but they see me struggling. They see me pushing through. They see me um, picking myself back up after that, because they need to see that life isn't just easy. Life's not just going to hand you things like you have to work for them and it's going to be a challenge. It's going to be a struggle, but making sure that you're fulfilling your dreams and your passions and going after tough things in life, even though there's going to be roadblocks, even though there's going to be hard times and prioritizing that. I don't want my daughter to just see all my mom did was, you know, pick up the house and take me to school. Like I want her to have this. And like you said, it's it's different for every mom. There's going to be those moms that, I mean, I love taking my kids to school. I love picking up the house after them, even though it's a pain in the butt sometimes, but I Mm -hmm. also want that extra layer of like, I was a person alongside that, that mom. Oh yeah. I had things that ran alongside that. To where if you're a stay-at-home mom and you don't work, totally cool. But maybe you do yoga or maybe you go on walks or maybe you help other moms be moms or like whatever it is that you do. If you have a passion for it, whether it's knitting or doing art or being outdoors, whatever it is, I think it's important for women to keep pursuing those. And it might change over time. It's going to be different than when you were in high school or just out of high school or when you're 50, 60, 70 years old, like it's going to always be evolving. For sure. I, yeah, I agree. I do think it's important to, yeah, I just think it's 
kids, kids watch and observe way more than we realize. And I think it's, I do agree. It's really important to show them that they can have all these dreams and, and reach them. I don't, I think it's, I think it was at um, the lion's den that we went to that Ed Milet came and spoke and he's like, you know, we have these kids that we love so much and we want to see them strive and, and reach their dreams and their goals. But we tell them, you know, you can do all the things you want to do. You can, you can do hard things or you can reach your goals. And the kids are thinking, okay, well, why aren't you like what? It, I think that's an all with health and fitness showing them what, you know, eating. I, I, I feel really strongly about it actually. Cause with little girls, I, I'm very careful of how, we talk about food and how we learn about it in a very positive manner. And I, I don't ever want to be like a, a good and a bad, or this is the expectation or this is wrong. or Right. You know, I just think it's, you're setting the example for all things, how a marriage should be, how, um, a, if you want to reach those goals, how a person that wants to be a business owner is a health and business. I mean, all of it. It's, it's all examples to the children of what they should expect or what they, what they look for. You know what I mean? A thousand percent. That's along those same lines. I love that quote by him, but there's another one. And it said something along the lines of, um, people say they're willing to die for their children, but are they willing to live for them? Yeah. That struck me as so powerful too, because it's like, we're not living life. We're going through day to day to day, struggling through and just making it past, you know, that day. Why Mm -hmm. not live? Why not do things you want to do? Set goals, do things that seem crazy and maybe irrational a little bit sometimes or impossible. Why not strive for that? And like fitness wise and, and with food, like I've seen it firsthand, like at your house, you do a phenomenal job at this. Like, and it's just things that you just notice. And I love, I love you've gone through a fitness journey of your own and you've gotten hella strong. You're beautiful. You look amazing and you keep going. Like you I see, I see your little post that your trainer does. And like, I, I love seeing you keep reaching those goals and showing your girls what's possible. And from a very young age, cause they're going to remember it at a young age. And oh, for sure. Yeah, we do. We do a home workouts there. It's, it's actually really cute. Cause I, I'm always surprised at how similar the girls are to me. Like it's obviously their minds. So they should be similar, but they're, it's, it's funny. Instead of lemonade stands, Malia has been asked in the last few days if we can do like a lemonade stand but she sells her artwork because she sees mom selling her artwork so we're helping Malay put together I love that. but yeah it, the health and fitness stuff is is huge I think that's like I would say that's my only only thing that's consistent I I reached out to her like a year and a half ago and I it was funny that it happened the way it did because Eric's like could tell I was frustrated when I'm like I keep trying but with the gym and the stuff like that like you you I'm one of those people that I need someone to keep me accountable because if not, I'm going to choose sleep or I'm going to choose staying up to do art or I'm going to choose staying up to do business work. And like yeah. the gym needs to be like a non-negotiable. And I know that I know like that needs to just be something that I just get up and do. So he's like, well, say it out loud in the, in the universe and manifest it. I'm like, okay, like, all right. And I'm like, I need somebody in Hyde Park in our neighborhood, like really, really close that I can work out in their house. That is preferably a girl that can help teach me how to be strong and have you know, weight lift, whatever. And like the next day I found Christina and reached out to her and she's been amazing. I've told her multiple times. I'm like, you saved me. I don't think I realized I needed to be saved, but you saved me because it's a time just for me, a blocked out like an hour. And there's a lot of mornings I wake up and I don't want to go work out because you stayed up late or you're just not feeling like getting getting out of bed. 
but the only consistent thing I have because it's like a, a time I've set, I've set aside for me. So I work around it. Like it, it just, I don't miss, I, I'm not the person to bail. So like, it's a really good thing to keep me consistent because everything else is just wild. Everything else I might have a plan for the day and a kid might get sick or something comes up and we have to change the whole day around. But that's like my consistently I show up and I work my ass off because that's what I've signed up for. And it's, it's yep. paying off. She's awesome. She's amazing. <laughs> so what do you think? Is, is there anything you can, I mean, I'm sure there's lots of things, but like, is there something that sticks out in your mind? That's been like the most positive outcome from that whether it be for you for your family like what has been the most positive thing since incorporating like fitness into your life more um oh, a lot I think most well for me personally it's been confidence because I I didn't realize I was doing that like kind of kind of getting in the mom mode of like just taking care of everybody else you kind of eat last or you end up not eating because you just are so forgetful and yeah. Um, or eating whatever is quick and easy, like whatever is just sitting there, everyone's eating and like, you're just snack, snack, snack all day long. And obviously there's like no nutrition. If you're just snacking on little right. on popcorn all day, which is fine, <laughs> and I off of, but it doesn't really go well. Yeah. So I think confidence. Cause I, I didn't realize how bad it was. I, I remember working out with Christina and like, she takes lots of videos for, you know, for, so I can see my before and after, so I can see my, um, techniques and if what I need to critique and stuff, but also just now I seeing it a year ago, I'm like, Holy cow. I used to, and not even on purpose. I think it just subconsciously, I avoided mirrors. I was not like really super mean to myself. Um, like mentally I just blocked it out. Like, I'm like, I just, I just would avoid the mirror. I'm like, I just don't have time for that. Like I got other stuff to do and I don't have time for that. So I didn't realize probably how bad it was or how much I was avoiding that until Christina did lots of videos and talked to me a lot about it. And she's super, super encouraging. Like I was so nervous to do a personal trainer because I thought, I don't know, in your head, you think they're going to be mean or judgmental or, um, you know, we already do a few went and had pizza when, I don't know, I was expecting not a super kind, uh, super forgive, not forgiving, but like very, very supportive and person that just like completely changed my life. She's very, very, um, inspiring. And so I definitely think confidence was a boost in myself, but also in my marriage. Cause I come home confident. Cause I feel good. If I get, get up and I work my butt off first thing in the morning, I come home and I feel good and I want to tackle the day and I'm more, you know, I want to go and talk to Eric and more, I don't know, inspired to make date nights happen or to make just go out and do stuff with the family, but also my girls see me working out and they'll get up in the mornings and see that I have my gym clothes on. So they'll ask to go for walks or ask to work out. Like we'll do pushups or little things together. So it's confidence in myself, but also confidence in my marriage and my girls to see like a healthy lifestyle or healthy habits to create. So we talk a lot about it. Like we talk about, we kind of have a guessing game of like, all right, what's on our plate today? Like, which is the protein, which is the vegetable, which is the fruit? Cause they are trying to put everything into categories. Yeah. And I do, I do want it to be like a really positive, um, conversation with the girls, but not ever like a right or wrong, or, you know, you know, you need to be this way or this way. I don't know. I just need it to be, I want it to be really positive for them. So, um, I would say, I would definitely say confidence in myself. It just, it bleeds over into everything else, even though it's just confidence and feeling like, oh my gosh, my clothes fit or, you know, you're pregnant, you're pregnant for three years. So pretty much. <laughs> yeah. And you kind of just, 
I wasn't ever like a maternity clothes wear. I was just like a, Hey, Eric's t-shirt works. And then that was just like my outfit. And I'm like, when you work out and you feel good and you're eating healthy and making right choices, it just kind of bleeds over to everything else. You know what I mean? You feel good looking in the mirror. You feel good in business and confident in business and talking to people. Yeah. I don't know. It kind of just makes you feel health and fitness. I think it just is, is the concrete base to making everything else. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely empowering, like knowing that you're capable. And I feel like there's nothing quite like workouts and and eating that can teach you. Like that's one thing that we have soul control over. (laughs) We have soul control over what we eat and how much we move our bodies. Granted, people are going to have different, you know, levels of that, or it's going to look different for everyone, but that's something we have control over and knowing that you can tackle that and and kind of, I guess, control that it's empowering to know that you can set goals and attain them. And that's on you. Nobody else is going to come in and nobody can do that for you. Yeah. So in in business, I think that there's different avenues, you know, there's different factors in relationships, there's different factors, but with your body, like it's on you. And I think that's why it's so hard to come back from like gaining weight and then starting again, it's like you lose that confidence to where if you can just keep going, like that confidence comes back pretty quickly. But I feel like people don't make it past in this. I'm speaking completely out of um, my own (laughs) past and my own limitation thoughts is you you can't make it through past, you know, the first, I want to say like three weeks. If you can make it past that three to four week mark, that confidence comes in, that strength comes in, your body is capable of things to where if you're not seeing progress, which it's, that's a short period of time. And it's hard. Cause you're thinking I'm putting in all this work. I'm putting in all this time. Yeah. I'm changing that much. But I think after that, the, the progress goes so much quicker. Like after that three to four week gap, it's like, it kind of just, everything flows together and you start sure. seeing progress way more quickly, if that makes okay. sense. No, for sure. Sticking out is definitely important because it's it's true. We want to see results really fast. It's like I'm working my butt off and I'm I'm exhausted. My body's sore. I'm sweating and like I don't see it. And we kind of talked about that before with with uh, Christina. I was like, you want to see quickly it going away, but it's like you can't you can't train for three weeks for you know yeah. five years five years of bad eating or five years of like not yeah. care. I mean like it's but it is it is frustrating and it is hard to like stick it out because we want results quickly but I agree I think it's sticking out is worth it and then once you do see results like I don't know, I forget until I look back and then I'm like oh wow that was I definitely have changed or the first year I think the first year like my year date, we went back and like kind of added it all up because I was doing in bodies and progress photos, but also like just tracking really closely with her. And it was like 30 pounds that I had lost. And I was like, that's crazy. Like, I didn't know I had 30 pounds. I mean, I, it's yeah. great, but I didn't realize. And now training with her, like when I put on the, um, like a weight vest or something like that, I'm like, yeah. it's not even 30 pounds. It's like 15 or 20 pounds. And they're like, Oh my gosh, this is so heavy. And this is hard to do this workout or it's hard to run or hard to, you know, do pushups, whatever. And in my head, I'm like, okay, I had double this weight vest that my body was trying to keep up with and I'm exhausted wearing it because it's, it's heavy. And so you just, it's cool to see the, the difference that 
you don't actually realize how much that actually was or how, how your body's feeling now, because I mean, you're just used to it now, but like, it's awesome to go back and reflect. It sucks taking progress photos. Cause you don't feel like who wants to take a picture of themselves, but like being vulnerable and showing the, di- like seeing the difference is like, that's a huge, huge confidence boost. And just, it helps, helps a lot. Absolutely. And how grateful are you for that girl? And like, like me, even that pushed through those first three oh, four, yeah. five weeks of like, it was hard for her and, and putting on that vest, putting on that weight, like you see how hard it was for her. Mm-hmm. When you didn't realize it at that time, it was hard, but like kudos to her for like keeping yeah. going and doing the work. For sure. Yeah, for sure. She's awesome. I tell her all the time that like, you can't leave, like you can't remove away because <laughs> this is this is my new time. So yeah, we joke a lot, but she's it's awesome. I recommend I recommend her or just doing a personal trainer. If anybody, if you yeah. can afford it and you can do it, I think it's it's just something that keeps you accountable and it's it's awesome. It's great. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm proud of you. You're doing incredible. You. <laughs> incredible. Okay. So I like to ask this to everybody I interview, but what is a mountain? or a challenge or something that you've overcome recently that you wouldn't mind sharing with us that, or or even that Um, you're overcoming in the process of. Oh, that's a really good one. Like in business or life or just anything, anything. Um, well, I'm trying to think of, there's definitely lots of mountains, definitely lots of little hills. Uh, (laughs) I can think of a good one that's inspiring though. I think along the lines of that is like, even with the confidence that I've gained, like it's still hard for me to like, um, push myself to be in front of the camera in front of like social media and stuff. And so I'm pushing, I'm trying another Avenue in the, in the behind the scenes right now. And so it's just cause I just had, don't have enough. I think I just have to keep adding, more. but <laughs> putting myself out there and like being vulnerable, like we kind of talked about earlier, like you see all these people on Instagram, like, and there's a few that you kind of see stick out more than others. And I think they're very, very popular or very, um, relatable because of the vulnerability that they show. And so I think it's something that I'm trying to be more of. I think being vulnerable is super hard. And I, I know Instagram's all about like everybody's picture perfect family and everyone's doing great. And that's not obviously the case because we all have trials and errors, like, like you yeah. said, but, um, I have been working on being vulnerable. I'm like, not that person, probably in all aspects of my life. I'm going to be honest. If like my biggest thing for, marriage is like being vulnerable. Like I'm not showing emotion or, um, being that person that's like, no, I was in the wrong. I'm really sorry. I'm not that person. (laughs) I'll just say right now for Eric. Um, but I've worked on that a lot and I'm still working on it a lot because I, my, I think my first reaction to, to hard situations is to like, shut it off. I can deal with the situation and I can power through it. And I, I actually joke with this joke about this a lot because I'm always like the power through person, even with training with Christina, when I would start training, I'm kind of jumping out of the place, but I didn't want to work out or I didn't want to do this, this certain exercise. I'm like, ah, I can just power through it. And here at home, I'm like, Oh, this, this is crazy. This is chaos, you know, chaos at, at lunchtime or whatever, whatever we're doing. If it's just chaos, I'm like, okay, just power through the next hour. And with, you know, that vulnerability of like, don't show the emotion or don't react to it. It's like, just power through it. And I've had to actually work really hard to slow down. And even if it's chaos, even if it's super scary or super emotional for me, I have to slow down and just be, just be in the moment. And I think it kind of, I just 
hopefully that wraps all into one that I'm trying to be vulnerable and trying to show that emotion and just be in it, like not power through because I don't want to just power through my kid's childhood. I don't want to just power through like conversation because it's uncomfortable. Like I want to actually show the emotion of like, it's okay to cry or it's okay to admit you're wrong or okay to admit that you're scared or you don't know what you're doing. Like there's so many times where I have to work really hard to show that. And so I guess that's probably been a mountain I've been climbing and trying to get over for a long time. But I, uh, I read a quote the other day that was like, with my kids, just showing that emotion. I want the girls to know that like they can be vulnerable. They can be, you know, show those emotions. And it was like, when they're having those hard, big emotions, you know, it's our jobs to our job as a parent or a mom to share in our calm and our vulnerable than to join in the chaos. And so now when we have those moments of like really big emotions, I try really hard in my head. I'm like, share the calm, be vulnerable, share the calm, (laughs) because I'm usually that person that's like, I don't want to say puts on a, a tough face, but I, I do. My first reaction is to just be like, okay, just power through. We got this, we can get through anything, you know, and it's got me, it's got me by so far, which is, <laughs> but it's not, obviously it's not, it's not what it needs to be. Well, I, I but, but in the situation, I think doing the best we can just to survive that, like you, yeah. you've been thrown a lot and you have a lot of, a lot of responsibility, a lot of moving parts in your family and, and I think you're doing fantastic, but I think like every parent or every mom feels like it's just, it's hard and powering yeah. through sometimes is all you can do. And that's, <laughs> okay, but, but also like realizing that, yeah, there's going to be those hard moments. And I love, I love what you're saying about being vulnerable and being in that moment and, and not, I guess, shutting off the emotion of it, like being in that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It's definitely, it's like, it's like those times where it's like 10, 10 seconds before you go into labor and you're like, I have no, I have no option. I have to power through it. And like all three of the labors have been like super crazy fast. And like, there's no, if and like, there's no other option to take here. I have to power through this. And so like, I tried to just, I'm like, there's certain moments you can use this power through where you're like, I just got to suck it up, ropes it or not. And let's just, let's just go. But there's also, yeah, I think that there's a, a big a big, you know, a lot of the majority of the time that you can just sit in the emotions and it's, it's definitely made my connections, my relationships and my, you know, business marriage, everything a lot stronger, just slowing down and being in the moment instead of rushing through it. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. So I did have, I had somebody ask me like, why don't, why don't moms or why don't people talk about how hard being a mom is? Why isn't it talked about more? Why do you personally, because you know, you know how hard it can be more than even me. Like I have my own hard, but like I have two kids and you forget, I think, cause mine are getting older and they're more independent, but I, I've had those thoughts of like, why is, why is this not, why do people not talk about like, it's hard. Oh yeah. It is hard. <laughs> I don't, I it's, it is like a kind of like a taboo or like people just don't yeah you just don't talk about it because you're like everyone's fine like you ask like new moms like how's it going and like everything's fine and really in your head you're like I'm falling apart here and it's (laughs) I think it's part of the being vulnerable but also like there's like a huge huge because nobody talks about it there's like this expectation or bar that's set that I think if I'm vulnerable that that means I'm not doing my job because all these other moms are doing a great job. Everyone else on Instagram or everyone else I talk to 
Yeah. Their baby was sleeping through the night, day one, or they probably trained way early, or they, you know, don't co-sleep, or they don't, I know all these topics that you could go on and on about. It's admitting that you struggle in a, you know, a specific area or admitting that this is freaking hard. And there's times that I don't want to be touched by a single person. Like I'm touched out for the day. And that sounds guilty even saying out loud. Cause you're like, no, no, these girls, these kids love me. And any, any chance at a cuddle or love, I should just be all over. And I do love those things, but there's at the end of the day, you're like, I've, I'm touched out. I've been, I've just, I've reached my max and I'm out. So like, I feel like speaking those things out loud, there's so much mom guilt. And I'm sure a lot of it is like, we do it a lot to ourselves. Like nobody can even mention anything. And I'm, I'm the hardest on myself in my head because you just have this expectation where you're like, I can't let these kids down, not in any way. And I'm sure I'm, I know I'm struggling in so many areas where I'm like, at the end of the night, you're like, okay, I could have done this better. I could have done this better. I could have been better here. And we're really hard on ourselves. So I think speaking out loud is like putting yourself out there, same kind of thing with being vulnerable, but also just, it feels like you're not enough or this, you know, not a good enough mom, or you don't know what you're doing in. It's scary to say out loud, but it's also like taking a stand, kind of like what we talked about before of like, this is really hard and I'm struggling and I need help. Like I can't do this on my own. And that's, it's a big, it's a big step kind of out there. And if you have a, I think if you have a circle or you have a group of friends that you can kind of relate to and talk to and have like those connections with that, you're like, I'm struggling and it might not be the same struggle, but we all struggle with something. Yeah. It's so much easier when you're feel alone and isolated and kind of like don't have that connections with people that you can kind of reach out to, or I don't want to say rant, but you know what I mean? You can kind of yeah. open up too. Yeah. It's way easier to feel like you're in a safe space to be like, I love my job more than anything, but this is the hardest job I've ever done. And there is no clocking out. There is no, I clocked in, you know, five years ago and I'm not, I'm never clocking out. There is never, uh, we, we've talked about this before with Eric and I, I'm like, there's never a clock out phase where you're like, even if you're like, Hey, I'm taking a break. I'm going upstairs. Can you watch the kids? I'm still, <laughs> I'm still upstairs listening. If the girls are like crying for mom or if I'm, yeah. you know, if you go to retreat, you have an absolute blast, but you're like, you're feeling still, so much guilt. You feel so much yep. guilt. And you're like, that's silly. I'm a person. I matter. Like I can take a shower and not feel guilty. I can <laughs> go get my hair done and not feel guilty. Like these are things that normal people do, but like, you feel like you have to give every drop of yourself to everyone else. And you, you do it willingly. You do it gladly yeah. because it means the world to you. So I think, yeah, I just think being vulnerable about, about being a mom is like, it helps so many other moms. Like I have friends that are just now having newborn babies and I'm like, try really hard to remember how stressed and how, how, like, well, how many people tell you so many different opinions, right? Like as a mom, you get a thousand and one opinions and they're all different and they're all very, very adamant that this is the way to do certain things. And like, so besides you trying to figure out how to be a mom and how to get through this with, you know, coming out alive on the other end, it's like mm-hmm. so many different opinions and things get pushed on you. And like, it takes a lot, it takes a minute to be like, this is my kid. I obviously they were brought to me for a reason and I know what's best for my kid. And I have to take a stand for that. So it's like, besides having that mom guilt, you have all these different opinions and all these different things coming at you that you're like, have to weave through, I guess. And so there's just a lot of expectation that we put on ourselves and everyone puts on moms as a whole, because they, you know, you're expected to be able to do all these things without complaint or without any yeah. You know, exhaustion or tired, you know, anything at the end of the day. And it's, that's not the case. It's like the hardest job, but the best job, but we also just need to 
be more open that it's it's something that we can all agree that it is there's struggle there's lots of struggle and I don't even know the half of it I know there's the problems I have now are like oh this is hard but like yeah like four girls in high school and (laughs) drama that comes with so much estrogen in this house that I'm like I haven't even hit yeah the yeah the main sauce there (laughs) what would you tell a mom that's like deep in the trenches that feels like she is alone that like things are hard like what would you tell her um well first I would say each phase feels like it's going on forever but it, it does pass and it's like once you hit that next milestone or that that next phase, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad that this is done because that was exhausting. But then there's there's gonna be new challenges and new there's new highs and new lows in every little phase that you go through. But it doesn't last, even though it feels like it's it is, and that you're not alone because every single mom's going through those same, you know, same things: the sleepless nights and the exhaustion and the frustration and the. I mean, there's just so many emotions that you're feeling, and like we kind of talked about, like that remolding yourself, where like you have this new baby that you're trying to take care of, but also you don't recognize yourself. You don't recognize your body emotionally and mentally. Everything's just drained. It's just drained. And so you're trying to put yourself back together and it's, it's a lot, but you're like, you're not alone. And I would also just say, don't listen to anybody. Cause when I, you know, people want to tell you their, their opinions or what they think matters or what they think they did this right. So it has to work with everybody. Don't listen to a damn thing that anybody says, because you know, what's best for your child. Yeah. You are going to do what you feel is right because I think mom intuition is massive. I think it's, I do think everyone's sent to the right parents for a reason because you were supposed to raise this child and you know, what's best for them. So, yeah. I, you know, you try everyone's things and then you realize, why didn't I just do this in the first place? I, my gut told me this. I watched my kid. I know them better than anybody. Yeah. I know what's best. It's just, it's hard. It's kind of like that imposter syndrome we get with everything else. It's hard believing that you know what's best because you'd feel like you don't know what you're doing at all. And yeah. really you're the best person for the job. Like you cannot be replaced and, and it's, you're very, very important to their lives. So I just think it's, it's hard to, it's hard to admit that or hard to believe in yourself. But once it's there, then you're like, mm-hmm. it really doesn't matter what anyone else says. I'm going to do what's best for me, my child. And if that interferes or makes somebody upset, well, this is my circle and I'm keeping the peace. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Peace. Thank you for that. Thank you. For yeah. that. That's it's, it's wild to think how alone we feel sometimes as moms and we're oh. surrounded by people, little people, our babies, our husbands, mm-hmm. people all the time. Mm-hmm. Yet sometimes it can feel like we're completely alone. And so oh, sure. just knowing that you're not going through that alone, that other moms are feeling just the same way, but it's like you said, it's different stages of life. Like my kids now it's a completely different challenge. That's I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, my daughter and boys versus like her brushing her teeth, like it's completely different, (laughs) both hard at times, but massively different and they can feed themselves and dress themselves and they going like doing things on their own with friends. And like last night I, Colt was gone with Hunter and JC had a friend over and I was like, okay, well, I'm glad I've been like working on doing stuff for me. Cause like I have stuff to do. Yeah. If I hadn't been, I don't know what I would have done. Like, yeah. but I was comfortable enough being like, Oh, cool. I have a few hours. I'm going to do this. Like mm-hmm. it's wild to me how fast that hit because there was so many years of like babies clinging to your feet and like, y- you can't go to the bathroom without them crying or being right with you. 
like you said, taking a shower without feeling guilty. Like yeah. Each season passes and they're hard in their own ways, but just going through it, like you said, with your, your own ideas and how you do it, because you're, I've said it before, but our kids, our kids need us and our way of raising them as hard as it is to believe, like that's what they need. And whether we think it's perfect or the world thinks it's perfect, doesn't matter. Like to them, like we are their world, right? To them, like us doing our best and loving them and just taking care of them. Like that means the world to them. They don't care if it's this way or that way. Like they don't care. It's, I don't know. I just, I love that. So thank you. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you. you. Yeah, I appreciate you letting me be on here. I was like, so giddy and nervous, but I'm like, this is great. Just as sweet. And I, I'm, I'm honored to be on here. I appreciate you. Even. You. Me. <laughs> well, you shine, like I've said before, like you shine like a light and oh, you're nice amazing. I'm uh, so glad. I think the same of you. I like always see your stuff and I'm like, you're the one that I'm like, okay, when I'm not wanting to go to the gym and I see Jess out there running with like a freaking weight vest on in the desert. I'm like, okay, I can get my ass into a garage and go work out because Jess is out there just hustling and I can, if she can do it, then I better get up and do it. Finally. I finally feel like I'm in a groove with that. And like I say, I moved past that like four week mark and like, I'm finally mm-hmm. feeling like I've hit in my stride and it's been kind of emotional because it's yeah. taken a long time to get there. <laughs> well, you're very inspiring with it. Cause I'm, yeah, I have a, I like practicing and learning to love it. Cause I, I'm not the person that wakes up and is like, yeah, let's do this. I'm so excited. Like, oh, I, yeah. I have mornings where I'm excited to lift, but then there's mornings where you're like, no, I stayed up way too late last night watching that dumb show and I'm sore <laughs> forever, and I do not want to get up and yeah, but you're very inspiring and I just appreciate your friendship. There's not a lot of people that I can be like, okay. I rely on this person. I could call them. They'd have my back or I could, I could just call them up and tell them anything and they would just listen. And you're on that list of very short list of people that I just, I love dearly. So thank you. Honored. Same to you. Same to you. (laughs) All right, you guys, hopefully you guys enjoyed that conversation as much as I did with Mara. She is absolutely incredible. So grateful to call her a friend and to be able to share her story, her knowledge, her insights with you guys. So you guys have a fantastic weekend, have a fantastic 4th of July, and we will catch you next week. Thanks, guys. See ya.